Welcome, Welcome back, back to, to Awkward, Awkward Chats. Chats. I'm Nisi. And I'm Gary. And together we have a YouTube channel called Lost Girl in Tomorrowland. But we like to come here and talk about all the stuff we do kind of behind the scenes. And then some other fun stuff we can't cover on the channel. Yeah, so this month we're going to be talking about lessons that we've learned throughout the year. Uh, what items we've lost throughout the year and things that we've lost, which... Surprise, surprise, there's a lot of stuff. Um, I can't so, really think of one. Some of our best days of the year. And then our favorite holiday traditions. So let's dig into that. Yeah, let's Should get Should be fun. busy year it's been probably the busiest year we've been on the road so far oh yeah i mean we i counted uh today well actually a few days ago and we were on the road about 200 and something days this year that's so, two-thirds near two-thirds of the year yeah it was over two-thirds of the year we were on the road which is crazy and i definitely feel it this at the end of this year because we just got back from being gone for a solid two months and it was, it's, it's been weird coming back and adjusting back to like our life. Cause it, the, the question is, what is our life? What is our life? Yeah. The one thing I think about, we got here and it's like, um, it doesn't feel like home. It just feels like another trip that we're on and yeah. we're just at another sort of stopping point throughout everything. Because I feel like Las Vegas has kind of lost its hominess to us, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's not bad. It's where our yeah. stuff is. And, and we don't have any dislike of, of Las Vegas, actually. I like it a lot. It's Vegas just... has been fun. Like, honestly, um, outside of Orlando, it's probably one of the funnest places we've lived. Uh, there's always food. There's always food here. And something's always open now. Um, would it have been better pre-pandemic? Probably, but we'll never know that side of Vegas. Cause oh, it would have been. I mean, come on, we don't have any of the buffets. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the 24-hour stuff, even like the Walmarts have shut down now, so there's a lot less 24-hour stuff out there, mm -hmm. which is really sad. But it's been, it's been an interesting year. We started off, I think, the beginning, and it's weird to think this, but the beginning of this year, we went to Seattle. We went to Seattle at the beginning of this year, and that yeah, feels... I was just get, finishing scanning receipts, too. Yeah, it's crazy that that was the beginning of our year. That still feels like a world away. Yeah. Honestly, it feels like it was two decades ago. We've had so many experiences. Um, but yeah, so we went to Seattle. We saw some really cool stuff in Seattle. It was bitterly cold. Bitterly cold. I oh, got to experience Montana. Yeah. That was, was that your favorite thing there? Uh, probably, probably <laughs> it, Seattle had its own challenges for sure. Um, both professionally and personally, I think Seattle had a lot of challenges, 
um, for us and for me specifically. But uh, then we also went to Phoenix a few times at the beginning of the year, in the middle of the year. Hold up. Let's, let's, let me talk about Seattle a little bit before you. Oh, okay. Well, I thought we were talking to Moi. Uh, so I'd say when we were in Seattle, I definitely enjoyed the like museum of pop culture and some of the other stuff there. The Pike's market was really cool. Yeah, that um, was cool. But Beechers. Yeah. Beechers. Beechers makes some great, uh, cheese, cheese curds. Had yeah. it before. Uh, Beechers is probably my second. It was probably my, fa- my favorite food with Beechers. Uh, I mean, it was just a grilled cheese. It was a great, great grilled cheese. It's not just any grilled but cheese. But it was just a grilled cheese. So good. It's very good. I'm not doubting that, but it's just a grilled cheese. Like We did try our first seafood boil in Seattle. Which was an absolute disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> that one was. We learned, we've learned a lot. We've yeah. learned a lot about seafood boils. And, and the reason why it's disappointing, so I don't mean to just throw that place under the bus, because I believe it's on our channel. You can watch us go there. Uh, the one thing is, like, it was overcooked. Like, the lobster yeah. and stuff was overcooked. The crab was overcooked. And it just wasn't very good, because nothing... <laughs> portion yeah exactly it was expensive yeah, exactly it was, it, there was a lot of things there mm-hmm. was a lot of things there but we've learned so much about seafood boils since then oh yeah 100 percent. so it definitely struck a uh like a like a chord with us and we kind of took it and learned some recipes at home mm-hmm. and then we also found another seafood boil place that we absolutely loved that was amazing so well, yeah, in South Carolina, which we'll get to. And then after Seattle, we left, went to Phoenix, right? Yeah, I don't remember if we went in February or March, but I know in February we went to Disneyland. Hmm. We did Sweetheart Night. We did. We did Sweetheart Night. And that was an experience. Well, that was our first Disney after hours at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did Oogie Boogie Bash at DCA. And we, we enjoyed that one the year before. So going into Speedheart's night, I think I was, I definitely had expected more than what there was, but there wasn't a whole lot. And we were just in a weird funk, I think. Um, It just felt like it was a lot of money and we didn't really get a lot for what we were doing. And then knowing that they made us pay for a lightning lane to do Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railroad when the party was going to be happening that night, they decided not to make it a part of the party. Like it was, there was a couple of things that were really disappointing about that night. Yeah. Even like the parties now at uh, Disney world, they have Tron as a virtual queue, but you can still get in it for the party. They didn't do anything like that for Disneyland. Disneyland definitely gets shafted because they think that there's locals. That's the only ones that go there. But, but it yeah. was a fun event. I mean, it was kind of neat seeing the after hours. I, is it worth it? I would say no, um, but you can watch our video and decide They're for yourself. They're bringing back Star Wars Day, apparently, Yeah. this next year, uh, because Disney doesn't have a whole lot. And I think that might be an interesting one to check out to see. I think the thing is, is people like to dress up at Disneyland for some of these events, and that might be fun to go watch people dress up. But is it worth it, like you said? I don't know. Well, I mean, even that Tom Corliss uh, on that Walt Disney World News Tonight or whatever that channel's called, he was talking about the Star Wars nights and remembering what we lost and what we have now. Like, they used to bring, like, George Lucas, um, Mark Hamill. Mm-hmm. Those people would come for those events. Ashley Exton, uh, Eckstein, however you say her name, would actually come for those events. Now it's 
nothing like that. It's like mm-hmm. the the college students in their getups walking out there pretending to be uh, whoever they're pretending to be, and that's really all that's there. And I think that's kind of disappointing. Combine that with there's no like weird dancing of of Boba Fett in front of the Jedi training temple and stuff, which is weird and weird, but it's kind of neat to watch. And then like all the other stuff that you're missing. I don't know. I just don't know if I'd go again. There's just like, we've lost so much. Is it really worth it anymore? And, and they're jacking up the prices every time, which is yeah. kind of crazy to me. Well, um, so I think we went to Phoenix in March, maybe, maybe March, April. Um, but also during that time we went and saw six, the Broadway show. Mm-hmm. That was interesting. That was like our first big, big show in Vegas, I think. Uh, I mean, we went to David Copperfield. That was our first uh, Engel yeah, show. That was, that was a big year. show. This was the first one that we went to that was adult oriented, I think. And then um, it was like our second or third show that we've seen in Vegas. Six so. isn't really adult oriented, though. The Broadway sing along one. I mean, it's kind of. But yeah, I guess not. It's a Broadway. The show. other one was yeah, definitely the other, the other one, which was burlesque this year? or whatever. I think so. That was this year. It does. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, damn, it's, it's we so we did like a staycation at the Strat, which um, is a nightmare. We learned a lot from that experience, and they put us in a room that didn't have air conditioning. We had to wait around for maintenance, and then they finally put us in another room. But the room was like a crackhead room. And I didn't even realize that you could go from go to such extremes within the same venue because it, you would have thought we went to like a buy here for the hour motel when we walked in the room. Yeah. Um, I mean, even the rooms at the plaza were better than that room. Right. I agree. And the plaza is pretty old if you guys haven't cited the plaza. But yeah. We just we just kind of learned from that experience to just walk away. When the red when the red flags are there, you just walk away. You just walk away, and that, and we did. We got a refund for the night. We went home, and then we rescheduled our night to go back and see the dinner show. That or well, it wasn't really a dinner show. It was a burlesque show, um, which I think was right around Valentine's Day. I think mm-hmm. we did it right around Valentine's yeah. Day. So. Um, that was like our Valentine's Day outing, and we just came back another night. They were nice enough to be like, "Yeah, you can come back." <laughs> nice enough, yeah. Because we were locals, so right. I was like, "It's not that I don't want to go see the show. I do. I just unfortunately have lost my room for the night." And well, and we were dealing with the room at the time. That's why we couldn't go to the show because mm-hmm. they were supposedly trying to fix it. And then we got moved, and it took us a good like you know. If you've ever been to properties in Vegas, I think one of the things that people don't understand as like an outsider looking in is how big these properties are. Mm -hmm. So like even the Strat, you see the big like tower and you're like, oh, it's all kind of compact and it's not. Yeah. The Strat, that is a whole separate piece to the Strat, but the Strat hotels are basically on the other side of the place. So it's a nice little long walk and then trying to get to your room between different elevators and stuff is a long walk too. So it takes some time and we were just kind of busy that night. We yeah, weren't even actually, I think we weren't even actually planning on staying. I just happened to look yep. Yep. Um, because we had, uh, well, that was also how we ended up staying at um, the Palazzo that one night mm-hmm. because we had tickets to six. Right. And I was like, well, let's just look because they were sold out for days. Right. And I just kept looking, kept looking. And ironically, that morning we were at the Bellagio 
having breakfast or lunch or something. And I was like, oh, look, there's a room. Let's do it. So we ended up staying at the Palazzo yeah. that night, which honestly, I prefer that. I think that is definitely something I've learned in terms of when I go down to the strip and we're doing stuff at the strip, I prefer to have a room close to or in the venue of whatever show we're going to see that night because it does make things easier when everything is said and done. Like you just go walk back to your room, go to sleep, order room service, whatever, just chill Mm -hmm. versus feeling like I got to get back in my car, pay for parking, drive back to my house, which is usually about a 30 to 45 minute drive depending on traffic. So sometimes it's just easier to just chill out for the night and get a room if you can. Agreed. Agreed. Vegas is a its own beast. Mm-hmm. And then we spend a lot of the year in South Carolina between so uh, kind of everywhere in South Carolina, Charleston, Char, uh, Columbia. Columbia, even sometime in Greenville, you yeah. know, thoroughly Myrtle explored Beach. that. I think I've definitely explored that state. The one place I haven't been is Hilton Head. Mm-hmm. That's the one place I haven't been. And honestly, I might put it on my bucket list to go stay at a DVC in Hilton Head. Yeah, I think that's an upcoming trip. We'll be back there yeah. for that for sure. Uh, but it was an interesting experience. Columbia is definitely very much like Tallahassee. Yeah. Uh, it was when we were there in like so 2008. Busy. So busy. Yeah, it's, it's busy, but it's also like dead at the same mm-hmm. time. Like they have this dying town underneath this like really busy place. And it's it's just kind of weird, the, the contrast. Like you go to some areas and it's like you go to some areas and there's like nothing there. Like the malls and stuff are all closed down. They're all shuttered. Mm-hmm. But then you go to like the government zoo. side and it's bustling the we went to the zoo there and it was cool as shit well, yeah the zoo was cool but also usc is there so university yeah. of south carolina is there so that gives it this huge sort of push of people which the campus was kind of dead when we were there so mm-hmm. that was Both kind of times. interesting too yeah but it's a fun it was a fun experience going to uh south carolina kind of getting to explore we went to memphis we went to memphis went to Graceland. that is a dangerous city um, there's a lot of shootings in Memphis. There's a lot of shootings everywhere. And um, I I learned to not go to sketchy places by myself while okay. I was there because I went looking for Aretha Franklin's birth house and I did not realize exactly where it was and um, probably probably definitely shouldn't have ventured over into that area by myself in a very um, obvious vehicle that I was in, but I did film a quick clip from the car and Mm -hmm. I, I went, I went somewhere else after that, but it was interesting. Um, Graceland was a beast. I think Graceland is probably one of the biggest, um, sort of museums that we've been to because there was just so much to it and Mm -hmm. so spread out and it's so just kind of everywhere. Yeah. There was so much to see. We didn't even see it all. Yeah, we saw most of it, though. But, uh, yeah, there's, like, so many museums. So that was definitely a learning experience for us and, like, how to film all of this uh, stuff over and over, you know? Like, it's it's just kind of fascinating the amount of things that were there that we could film from cars to planes to... And they very much, like, nickel and dime the experience. Well, that's a whole other story. Yeah, we learned that uh, the VIP tours are worth it. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> after we waited... Two hours uh, to no, just we get on a bus. Three. Oh, to get on a bus, yeah. Two to hours just to get, get on a bus, bus yep. to go over and wait another hour mm-hmm. to get inside, and only then, to be shoulder to shoulder yeah. with a hundred people 
and just being like shuffling penguins mm-hmm. to where you needed to get to. And at the time, Gary's foot was in a brace. So, you know, there wasn't anywhere to sit. The sun was literally beating down on you. There was no shade, mm-hmm. nowhere to sit. Yep. It was that weird time between spring and summer where it's cool in the morning and then it's hot as balls like after 11 p.m. And it was about 11 p.m. And it was just absolutely atrocious. So we walked around. We we went into some of the other buildings and we just didn't go into the main house um, because it was just going to take forever. And it was it was just it was a weird experience, but it was cool at the same time. Yeah, I mean, it definitely taught us a lot about filming those things of being this massive scale, trying to figure out how to how to frame it, how to do it well, but also trying to not let our disappointment out on the camera because we were really disappointed with that entire experience. Yeah, and then um, we also made a couple of trips to Disney. Yeah, that was next, Disney World. We went in the summer when it was hot as balls and... <sighs> Obviously, we're both from there. We've lived in Orlando. We've lived in Southwest Florida. Like, Florida heat and humidity is nothing new to us. However, you do forget about it when you don't have to experience it. And you don't get humidity like that in the desert. And I think it was Memphis when we got off the plane. I was like, uh, this is disgusting. Humidity is absolutely disgusting. I don't ever want this in my life ever again, but clearly I've just, I'm just going to accept it. But we were soaking wet when we went to Epcot that day. Like literally, I don't think I've been that wet with sweat in years. I will say I've never forgotten it. I worked the first 25 years of my life in it. So I'm never going to forget the, uh, the, what humidity's like it was fascinating though my shorts were so wet it was like i dived in the pool mm-hmm. you know and it's like oh yeah that's, that's a that's florida humidity in case you've never been there during the summer uh it's just like sweat 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 that's all you'll do and all you can and you just gotta you Drink. just gotta hydrate yep hydrate 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 and you know if you can take breaks and cool off take breaks cool off cooling towels are huge yeah, I think something we learned there too uh, definitely was this was the first time we went to Disney and actually did some of like adult beverages and stuff. Yeah. So doing that adult beverage tour was the first for us. So learning how to make sure that you get the shots framed, you're drinking the stuff and enjoying it, but also step, taking a step back and being like, what do people want to see? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Or, you know, telling your husband you're going to go get water and you come back with alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> it just adds to the fun, fun stories that we had. Now, was there a scavenger hunt at the time we went to that Epcot? There was probably, right? I think there was, but we chose we, not to yeah, do it. Yeah, we didn't do it because we were still sort of like seeing what we could do mm-hmm. coming back. Yeah. Um, and it, it wasn't as bad as the second time. The second time we went to Epcot, we filled that day with so many videos, mm-hmm. so many. We got, I think, like 12 videos out of that. And so that's like three weeks worth of videos. Yeah, we did everything. We And we went. Everything we could. We went park open to like park close. The only thing we didn't do was fireworks, but that was just because we had a mission and we accomplished the mission. We We weren't a hundred percent sure we were going to be able to really tackle that, get everything in. But, um, you know, we tried some snacks, we ate cookies, we dealt with my low blood sugar. We did the Olaf scavenger hunt. We 
ate at Chef de Paris, Chef de France. I'm calling it what you call it now. <laughs> he has broken me. Um, you know, we went into some of the stores. We did Tron. Well, Tron's out there. We did Guardians. We did Tron that visit, but yeah, not that day. Um, we did Ratatouille. Return of the Rat. We did so much. Return of the Rat. It does make me excited to go back. Yeah. I mean, um, I like it. I mean, Ratatouille was amazing. I really enjoyed that ride. I'm still a big Frozen fan. Was it Frozen Ever After? That was what it's called. I'm still a fan of that, too. I, I like Epcot. I mean... Growing up, it wasn't really my favorite park, but I think now that we enjoy eating and stuff more and like drinking, yeah. it, it becomes a better park because it really is the best food park there is that they Agreed. have. Agreed. And I think the best way to attack Epcot as an adult without small children, <laughs> without small children. is to look at it as a leisure day. Literally, like you shouldn't go in there without maybe two or three rides that you want to ride. Not that there's not that many rides, but like... You know, like, hey, have a plan that, like, oh, I want to start my day, maybe ride this, maybe ride this in the middle of the day, and, like, in the night with this. And then just take your time in each of the spots because you you can hit every country. Spend anywhere from 15 minutes to 30 minutes in each country and just take it all in, yeah. which we ended up doing uh, probably everywhere because we had to find Olaf. Well, we explored Epcot World Showcase uh, from top to bottom. Yeah, from head to toe. Top top to, to bottom. Toe. We looked in all of its crevices because Olaf was not easy to find. And but I, I think that's but, but the best it, way to explore. It, it was super fun. Like the Olaf hunt. Like uh, we're going to talk about that in some of our shorts that we're going to be starting next year. Uh, and one of them is how to do the scavenger hunt on the cheap. And I definitely have a way to do that. But I love doing it because it's just fun. It, it makes you go into the lands. It makes you explore everything. And it sort of opens you up to finding out what everything is, where is everything? You know, you're like, oh, this mm-hmm. is here. Okay. Because I wouldn't really go into some of the shops and stuff mm-hmm. in some of the countries. But with this, you're forced to go. So you kind of learn what's there. And maybe there's something that interests you that you find there. Yeah. In years past, it was like Chippendale's Mm-hmm. holiday hunt or whatever. And I remember we, that was like the first one we ever did. Yep. We still have the ornament on our tree. And it took us in places of Epcot that even after going for 20 something years, I'd never been to. Yep. And I was like, this is cool. So I, I think the scavenger hunts are worth it. In my opinion, I wholeheartedly do. So if you're going to get one souvenir from Epcot, you might as well put the work in and get the little whatever they do. Because now it seems like they do one almost every festival. Yeah. They have one yeah. now. So you can almost always. And if not, make your own scavenger hunt. You just, you never know. Maybe, maybe that's an idea. Maybe we'll come up with our own mm-hmm. scavenger hunt for people to do. So, but yeah, that was, that was Disney. And we also took a trip to New York. Yeah. This year, and we went with family. And the city. And we did a lot of things, but I've also learned that I can't travel with everyone, so. Yeah, I think uh, as someone that's doing it for, you know, our focus is getting content for the channel. When you Mm -hmm. travel with more people, it becomes a little difficult because obviously they want to see what they want to see. 
but we're trying to film certain things because that's what makes mm-hmm. it interesting for you, the viewers, to watch. So that's where our focus is, and their focus is something entirely different. So it does make it difficult mm-hmm. to sort of balance, okay, I've got to go here for you, but I need to go here for the channel. So it is a little bit easier when we have less people. Yeah, and we definitely have – we're learning how to navigate leisure, leisure travel with professional travel. And it's – like Gary said, it's, it's hard to navigate sometimes when you have – people whose motivations aren't necessarily to see the the things that you want to see and how do you make it work for everyone. And sometimes that's, that's a little complicated. Yeah. A funny story. So we were there and this is our first day getting there. We had just gotten there. We had driven through the Lincoln tunnel after we had crossed the candy cane bridges. And so we got into New York and we're going to the empire state building. And we're like, oh, we're going to the Empire State Building. We were excited. We'd never seen the Empire mm-hmm. State Building other than pictures, obviously. And it's an elf, too, which if you get the reference that I made earlier. But um, so we get to the Empire State Building and we're like standing outside seeing it. And it's massive. It's a pretty building. And we're like, so who wants to go in? And no one wanted to go Nobody. in. Nobody. So it became this like, okay, we'd like to go in, but we also don't want to make you do stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's this toss up of like, how do you, like, this is. And the plan was sent out to all of them weeks in advance, right, months right. in advance. Like, this is what we are going to do. So it's 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 definitely it was a learning experience with how do we balance that? How do we make sure that mm-hmm. we're getting stuff so that we can make a vlog out of this, so that we can do what? One of the reasons why we came here, specifically in New York City, Kronkston, not so much. That was more for my father and, and him touring around, which is how the video turned out, which was great, uh, which you can find on our Lost Girl in Tomorrowland YouTube channel. But the New York city stuff was uh, for our channel really. Yeah. And it was kind of like to do it for our channel. So we were sort of focused on getting that stuff done. And that was definitely something that, that was fun to learn. And it's definitely teaching us a lot of things about packing and stuff too, as we go they, these places. Yeah. We lived out of uh, two suitcases for two months, guys. Over two months. Yeah. And, um, I really enjoyed coming back home and having options again. I'm like, oh my God, I have other clothes to wear other than this, these three pairs of leggings, one pair of shorts and three tops. Cause you know, that is one thing when you're, when you're packing, packing lighter obviously helps to a degree. Um, but you also do miss wardrobe options. So you have to really kind of pack in layers. So you have to have like lighter layers for warmer places. Cause we were going to like a couple different climate climates. So we were trying to gauge that. And then they all ended up being cold anyways. Uh, I mean, we went to Orlando. Orlando was, wasn't cold. It was chilly. I wore my, I was chilled. Maybe it was chilled for Florida, but it's not cold. I was chilled. Okay. I wore pants say. every day. So yeah. And as you all know, the colder it is, the more stuff you have to pack. Like your mm-hmm. suitcase exponentially grows because you got to do pants instead of shorts. And those obviously take up more space. And Which like when we went to Seattle at the beginning of the year, like we had winter boots and we had our winter jackets and we had scarves and, and those, those coats are just thick and heavy yes, thick and, and heavy. jeans are thick and heavy and sweaters are thick and heavy. And the next thing you know, you're like, I can only fit five things in my suitcase. So it, it definitely, it definitely was a challenge for sure, but I would, I would definitely, uh, I would venture back up to the North, just not in the winter. It's, it's just not for me. And then we went to North Georgia for a little stay, uh, in between mm-hmm. that, which was fun. Uh, we got to see Chulish Joe Jackson's grave, which is technically still South Carolina. 
we got to see these really awesome murals that were along the route that we took to mm-hmm. get to my father's house, which I thought were super cool and definitely something that we found just like kind randomly, of randomly. Like and I think that's something that we've learned in this year too, is that sometimes just going out and exploring these roads, uh, non-interstates, stuff. yeah, it's worth it because you just find interesting things. Like we've never known about mm-hmm. those murals. There was nothing, there's no signs or anything. We just literally rolled yeah. up on them and thought, oh, that's kind of cool. Let's look into it more. So that taking your time, just take your time, like pull over. So what you spent an hour looking at murals on buildings in a small town, but you took a break from the hustle and bustle of the road and just experienced life. Mm -hmm. And that's what life is. Got to see a different area and another small town that was sort of rebuilding itself, but sort of not doing so well at the same time. And then, seeing the uh it was like a country store museum we didn't get to go because yeah, both times it was closed because you know in the southeast nothing has a common hour <laughs> it's just like oh, i'm gonna randomly be closed on a tuesday well i'm gonna close on a wednesday well i'm gonna do a thursday and it's like okay and that was the weird thing going back up to where we used to live where your dad is um things were closed on days that they didn't used to be closed on and open on days that you didn't used to be open on and uh for the most part there was a lot a lot of things were closed more often than they were open. Yes, yes. I think COVID really hurt that area, whatever and the pandemic just, is. Yeah. And it's weird because we were there, I feel like we were there the year before. Yeah, we yeah, were we there were. last year. Yeah. And um, we went right after Thanksgiving last year, and it wasn't like that. It. I mean, it was. you could start to see things were dying down, mm-hmm. but... This last between last year and this year, it was like a huge change. Agreed, especially like we went Blue Ridge the year before, and everything was closed the day we went there. Everything, and then we went to uh, this time we went more like Hiawassee Blairsville mm-hmm. area, and it was still like weird. Just everything was just weird. Time we went to a movie theater, and they put us in a movie theater where half the seats were covered with trash bags. They had multiple like trash cans to get water. I if there was a way for a movie theater to be in a horror movie, <laughs> that is definitely what that theater and and the weird thing was is that we were the only movie that was playing. Yep. So there weren't any movies playing in any of the other theaters. So why they chose to just keep it where they kept it? Like, they could have put us in a nicer room. Yeah, it was, like, the farthest away from the counter, in the back, right by all the, like, the, the construction equipment and stuff or whatever. Yeah. Abandoned. Mountains. Just, like, absolutely abandoned. So, yeah, we've definitely, we've learned a lot this year, and we're going to take all of that to, into account when we plan out next year. Yeah. Um, which just- is going to be exciting. Yeah, well, first thing is we'll be moving next year somewhere. Yeah. We're not really 100% sure where yet, but we'll be moving for sure because we're not going to stay here. So that's always exciting. And then, of course, we'll still be traveling a lot because Nacy's still traveling as mm-hmm. a traveler. So we go a lot of different places and do a lot of different crazy things. And I'm excited because next year we hopefully have some new opportunities coming up in some different cities. And so yeah. I'm excited to just try those things. Yeah, Um I think if we end up back in Florida, um, I think that'll be full of a bunch of, even though Gary and I are both born in Florida, raised majority of my life in Florida, um, 
there's so much that I feel like I've never explored in just that state alone. Um, just like so many things to see. Like, I really want to go to Cape Canaveral. I really want to go to St. Augustine. I want to go back to the Keys. Like, I went to the Keys when I was a kid and my dad would take me to Miami all the time. But I think going back as, as an adult, as my own person, um, is always interesting. And you see things through a different lens for sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited too. I mean, I've been to St. Augustine. It's a nice place. And and there's a ton of other stuff. I think when we were living in Florida, we did fall into that sort of thing that a lot of people do is that you don't explore the areas you are. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is a legit tip for y'all is definitely get out there and explore your towns, explore where you live. Cause I guarantee you there's a lot of hidden stuff, whether it's an individual doing their own type of museum as thing or roadside attraction, or if it's some kind of big nonprofit or a corporate thing where they're mm -hmm. doing some crazy stuff, there is always so much going on. And I think people don't realize like everything that's out there, mm -hmm. even in their little small towns. And I think the other thing too, um, California is also possibly in the list of places, even though we still haven't like ruled it out. I would love to explore California too, like the Pacific coast highway, yeah. I want to go to San Francisco. I want to go to San Diego. Um, I think just like getting a cabin in the mountains would be really fun. I want to see the redwood trees. Uh, the, yeah, there's there's a lot that I want to see in California too. And then I think if we do end up moving back to Florida, I think doing a road trip, we're going to see what's going to be the most cost effective and what's going to be the most beneficial for us if we're going to drive or ship cars or whatever and I think maybe trying to see more of the country taking it slow if we do do a road trip would be absolutely fantastic yeah we'll see how it all shakes out in the coming year yeah I want to do some more concerts next year yeah got a lot of plans we haven't planned it out yet we haven't put it down on paper it's it's on our list of things to oh. do Right. And full disclosure, we just got back from the yeah. two plus month trip. So I've been catching up on like paperwork, financial paperwork for the businesses. That's what I've been working on. AC's been doing other things and just kind of catching up on stuff that we haven't been able to do because we've been out of town. So AC's been gallivanting, if I'm completely honest. But so planning is part of it and we're getting to that, but we haven't really spent too much time. But that does kind of roll into the one thing, other thing we were going to talk about a travel. What did we lose this year? I know for a fact I lost a pair of glasses. Oh yeah, you lost those in Phoenix. Yeah, I I lost those in Phoenix. I should should have wrote them to be like, hey, did anybody find them? But I was just like, whatever, I don't care anymore. So I lost a few things this year. Uh, I lost a pair of shorts at one of the hotels oh, yeah. uh, when we were in Memphis, wasn't it, or was I, it South Carolina? I think it was Memphis. I think it was Memphis. Yeah, because that was the one where the lady walked into the room. Yeah. And then ran out trying to thief stuff. Yeah. Same hotel. We had this like uh, mold infested room and I took a pair of shorts out and threw them in the dresser because Nacy was going to work and I knew that people might be coming. So I had shorts next to the bed in case I needed to put shorts on and just forgot them when we moved rooms. Yeah. And then we called down the next day and they pretended like they didn't speak English. They had no idea. Oh, yeah, that's right. And we were just like, it's not worth our time. I this never found just, them. Yeah, never found them. Uh, they weren't like super expensive shorts or anything. So they were just like Adidas shorts or something. So it's not like it was anything super fancy, but I did lose those. Probably the socks here or there. I know we probably yeah. lost some socks because I am down a lot of socks. I've lost some socks too, but I'm terrible with socks and 
I lose them everywhere I go. I lose them at home. So <laughs> that tells you anything. And then I think the worst thing that I lost was I lost a video. So somehow oh. in our transition between a trip, I, we had a golden steer video where we went there and they treated us like absolute scum of the earth and uh, didn't treat us very well at all at the restaurant. And we ended up going over to Lago and seeing the yep. Bellagio Conservancy. And somehow between leaving for the trip and coming, it, the folder's there, but the files never got there. And they're just gone. So I lost a whole entire video, which was a learning experience again. Another frustration. I don't know how yeah, it We happened. almost lost a video when we were in Seattle, too. But I don't know if that was this year. That was last year. year. Uh, it was last it was year. Last year, yeah, yeah. It was December of last year. Yeah. that it's It's rough when you lose footage. Yeah. Well, last year's was because the memory card that I had in there uh, didn't really set in the slot correctly. And it was one of those stupid like USB ones. And the USB wiggled slightly out and that corrupted the file, which is why mm -hmm. the Seattle one didn't work. As for the Las Vegas one, though, I don't know what happened. I don't know why it didn't get there. I just know the folders are set up like it should be, but nothing's in those folders. So shit happens. Yeah, it's still killing me because it was a conservancy and it was Lago and it was the horrible night, which I'm sure you guys would have loved to see is cold and steer treating us like dirt. That was fun. Yeah. Being talked down to, being dismissed. It was fun after making a reservation six months out. Yeah, we we learned a lot. We did, yeah. We learned a lot from that, for sure. I can't think of anything else that I've lost other than my sanity. <laughs> um, definitely... Uh, it's, it, I get very paranoid when I'm on trips because obviously I have to travel with like medical stuff mm -hmm. and I have to make sure I have everything. And uh, I get to a point sometimes where I'm like a little obsessive and I'll check it like five or six times and then I'll still forget that I checked it five or six times. And I'll be like, did I check it? Is it in there? Did I check it? <laughs> Because, you know, like when you're traveling, it, it's nerve wracking. I mean, we we do it so often that we've definitely followed like we have a system. We have a system when we get to the hotel of how we unpack. We have a system pretty much of how we pack. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think we did actually pretty good this year. We didn't lose too much when no. it comes to stuff. It was very minor what yeah. we lost. Right. Oh, I know what we didn't talk about that we did this year. What's that? The concert. The yellow card concert. Yeah, we went to a yellow card concert. Did we? Imagine Dragons was this year too, wasn't it? It was last year. Yeah. It was right. Imagine Dragons concert was right before I started traveling. Okay. It was like my big hoorah. Hoorah. Of, of we're hitting the road, Jack. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. yellow card was fun. fun. Yeah. I, I learned though, I am not a general admission bitch. I need a seat. I need a seat. Well, you did go to Zach Brown too, right? Or uh, whatever Zach, his name is. Zach. Zach Bryan. Bryan. Yeah, Zach Bryan. And I had cheers for that. And that was lovely concert. And we had we were in the Bud Light Lounge. So, and we're going again this, this next year. We're going again. And we have the exact same seats, I have been told. That's fun. And it's going to be really fun as long as I haven't been replaced by the new boy. Yeah. Ron Weasley going to take you with her, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean she told me i was coming and she said she bought the tickets for me to go with her so you know i'm kind of proud though i mean we did a really good job of not losing stuff this year i mean little things here we there. could have lost a lot more and it's funny too um speaking of stuff that sort of we lost or left behind in our last trip i left my hookah shoes 
because they were run down and because they were old. That's why they were purposely left. It's not like I left them on purpose. And we were talking to, we watched this other YouTuber. His name is the Carpetbagger, right? And he does oddities and weird things, roadside attractions. But one of the things he does is he goes to shoe trees and leaves his ugly Crocs. (laughs) He wears Crocs. I don't know why you wear Crocs, my friend, but whatever. And he, their own. and he leaves his Crocs on shoe trees. And I was like, I didn't get it when I watched the video. I, didn't. I was like, I don't know why you'd waste your time going to a shoe tree. But then if you think about all the places those shoes went yep. this year, from New York City to Seattle yep. to Orlando to California, it literally went coast to coast. It was in both oceans. Like they were, they were touching everything. And you're like, hmm, if I knew a shoe tree in Orlando, I would have went and dropped them off at a yep. shoe tree and been like, Lost going tomorrow land shoes. But uh, so I get it now. I didn't get it then, but uh, that's definitely something that we kind of left behind too. Yeah, we gotta we gotta get new shoes. It's time <laughs> for new yes. shoes. Yeah. So we can put another million miles on a new pair and explore new cities and new towns and new experiences. Yep. Yeah, I'm excited. There's a couple areas just in Vegas I'd like to hit up before we leave, uh, just look at. Mm-hmm. But uh there's a ton, a ton of time coming out of the next year. So if you want to subscribe to our YouTube channel and see these journeys, you definitely should. Lost Girl on Tomorrowland. Lost Girl. All right, moving on. So what are some of our favorite holiday traditions? Oh, so we were talking about this the other night because um, I was like, what, what are our traditions? Because we've been together for quite some time. And our, our traditions aren't like super solid. Like they still kind of change from year to year, what we can get done and what we can't. But I think one of our biggest traditions is like, we start watching Christmas movies like as soon as we possibly can. And we typically watch at least one Christmas movie a night until Christmas. If we can spread it out that far. Yeah. I mean, we watch a ton. We watch a, I'm, I'm a lover of crappy uh, holiday tr- movies. Holiday movies. So yeah. I'll, I'll watch all. I've I've seen. But there's some a good lot ones. Oh, They're not all good bad. ones. Yeah, right. You don't get to the masterpieces if you don't go through the bad stuff. Uh, you know, Christmas Consultant is a good example of that. But uh, which is one of the best. It's on best Disney on Plus this year. Best holiday movies. If you want a cheesy, cheesy, cheesy holiday movie, it's great. Um, but anyways, but I love watching cheesy holiday movies. There's always the go-to, like Christmas Vacation is a go-to. Elf is a Elf. go-to. Um, the Night Before is a go-to, which is mm-hmm. great, too, if you haven't seen that one. Christmas Consultant is a go-to. His favorite is Vicky's Christmas Carol. Mine Vicky's is Christmas Muppets Carol. Christmas Carol. Muppets. Klaus on Netflix. Klaus is always fantastic and probably the only reason we subscribe to Netflix in the winter. And it's something that we're definitely going to be looking into is getting an actual physical copy of it. Yeah, so if we, we could get a physical copy of that yes. movie, we probably would never subscribe oh, to Netflix ever it. again. Yeah, that's not true. They have some stuff that's coming out, like Avatar's coming out on it. And oh, stuff, so I'd yeah, like to that's see that. true. But yeah, mostly it's it's the Klaus is the man. And then I think those are our big ones. Is there any other one that I'm missing? Die Hard. We do watch Die Hard every year. Die Hard. Um, we have Integrated Gremlins. We watch that. And we occasionally watch Home Alone. Yeah. But I don't think any of... But only the first one. I don't really care for the second one in New York. I really like this. The second one, I feel like I, I watched way more as a kid. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, and I had the little talk boy of course. thing. And, you know, what kid didn't want that crap? <laughs> um, yeah. Thinking about it, I think those are... 
Oh, there's the new one. We watched it again this year. That's on Apple. Uh, with Will Ferrell and Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. I like that one. It's it's it's, okay. it's pretty good. It's a musical, so I mean, if you're not uh, yeah. if you're not into musicals, you may want to skip it. But I think they do a really good job. It's hilarious. Uh, they filmed it all on like green screens, I think, because of COVID. Yeah, and you can tell. Yeah, but. It's good. I like it. I like it. And another one that we always watch is Scrooge. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. Scrooge. Scrooge with Bill Murray. We're big Bill Murray fans. If, Who isn't? Who I mean, isn't you that? have to be. I think he is right. comedic genius. And um, it's not a holiday movie. And we haven't owned it up until this year. But uh-huh. for me, I don't know why, but What About Bob is a movie I watched during the holidays. It's not a holiday movie. But, I mean, they're on holiday in the movie. But it is a movie that I always watch during like the Thanksgiving Christmas time. Mm-hmm. And Bill Murray, yeah. comedic genius. And that could be our Thanksgiving. We have plane, train, and automobiles. We've been watching at Thanksgiving the last few years. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of it for Thanksgiving movies. We'll add What About Bob at Thanksgiving. Yeah. But yeah, that's kind of our movie. So that's one thing. Then another thing we try to do is Christmas cookies. So mm-hmm. Macy is... Macy and me are going to be making some Christmas cookies this year. Yeah, we went to the store the other day, got all the ingredients, and Christmas cookies are fun. They're very involved, though, and it depends on yes. how um, how hyper-focused you want to be on it. Like, do you just want to, like, make some cookie dough, roll it out, get some general shapes, bake them, eat them? Or do you go to the extreme, like I do sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes, and decorate them because I feel like a Christmas cookie is not a hundred percent complete unless you've decorated it. But I don't, I don't agree with that at all. I think that a Christmas cookie is complete whenever you want it to be complete. But uh, if we definitely do do Christmas cookies every year, but I have fun decorating. Do them. do making like you make the little different colored icings and yeah, nothing against if you do it. I get know? it. If you have the patience to do that, you're amazing. It's a lot. It is you're a amazing. lot. I mean, even if you do this, the simple stuff, that's still pretty amazing. Yeah. There's people who like make 10 kinds of cookies and like they make like 20 of each cookie and then they like package them up and like give them to people. Mm -hmm. I tried that one year. I think I did that. And my aunt uh, who lives in Minnesota used to do that every year. She would send tens of cookies and they would have like all these different cookies in it and stuff. And she would make all of them. And they were fantastic and really good. It was just, I can't imagine the labor that went into them. So much labor. Because I at least knew of like 15 people that she sent them to. So mm-hmm. I can't imagine how many actual cookies she made and stuff. If I had a big kitchen, like a big kitchen with a big table, maybe one year I might decide to yeah, be like, Merry Christmas, you get cookies. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I think another thing we do, holiday lights. We definitely like to go and look at holiday mm-hmm. lights if we can. Um, I haven't done it yet. Last couple of years, I mean, we've driven around and seen them as we drive, but we haven't specifically yeah. went out there. Uh, we typically go to like the Illumination one mm-hmm. or like Enchant. There's one at the Raceway, but uh, if you're in Vegas at the Raceway and it's just advertisement after advertisement, so not very good. Yeah. Um, but you can find some of those on our channel at Lost Girl Tomorrowland. Um, we are obsessed with Hallmark ornaments. And while it doesn't necessarily fall into like just Christmas because they do come out um, at different times throughout the year, I think that is one of our things that kind of makes us think about Christmas is the Hallmark ornaments every year. It's like 
when they release them, I think it's March or April, they put out the catalog so you can kind of start planning. And then they have Christmas in July where you can get usually the first like batch that gets released and then they release them again in October and then they do their restocks towards the end of the year. And we just love looking for Christmas ornaments and like lately the ones that all interact with each other have been really fun to get. And yeah, I think that's another next year we're going to do a 10 to 12 foot tree. Cause yeah, you should check out our Instagram. Uh, Lost Girl Tomorrowland. We'll have some videos of the Han Solo ornament that we just got. We're working on getting those up. Yeah. But that's one of the most fascinating ornaments I've ever seen. Um, it's so it's like so cool. It's so complex. intricate. Yeah, it's got so much going on. It's like its own thing. Yeah. Was it worth the money? I don't know. But I don't know about that. Yeah, but, but and the storytellers are always awesome. So you can see that on our YouTube channel as well as Instagram and TikTok. You can see the storyteller stuff, which is just phenomenal it's cool like it's just it's cool technology and uh yeah like i said next year we're gonna have a bigger tree because we're running out of real estate on the tree um so we need more space and why not get a bigger tree yeah and with us moving we're getting rid of the one that we have so Mm -hmm. we'll keep the ornaments just get rid of the tree (laughs) yeah yeah we have been collecting these ornaments for quite some time. I know he's been collecting them since he was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents never really did the Hallmark ornament thing. I worked at Hallmark. I, I knew about the Hallmark ornaments, but I was just like, yeah, whatever. You know, they are what they are. But it's definitely become something fun for us to do. Yeah. The I hunt. Do. I definitely have a couple old ones, too, I'd like to pick up eventually, too, as well, for the Hallmarks. But I think that... Those are our, our big traditions Traditions that we do. Yeah, we're not really good with the presents. We typically give them when we get them. Yeah. So we don't really hold them for Christmas. But we're trying this year. We're trying. No, we're not trying. Macy just hasn't got all of our stuff yet. Uh, my stuff is done. No, it's not. I know you still have one stuff that has to oh, be delivered. Yeah. It's so. co- it got del- it's getting delivered today. Right, exactly. So um, um but there is a couple of things that I thought about getting too. But I don't know. I just like to give gifts. I just like to give people I like stuff. Give I, just, I just do it. But this year we decided to do stockings. So maybe next year we might continue the stocking thing because I think it was cute. Like we don't need both of it. We have what we need. So since you mentioned it, I guess we'll explain it since you're just like we did the stocking thing. So basically what the stocking thing is, is uh, we each got a stocking for each other. Nacy never had an actual stocking that was like my oh, custom yeah. custom yeah like a custom stocking she had a uh one that was like a santa claus face yeah kind of like a generic santa claus face that we've had forever and it just slowly clicking it collecting dust and stuff because yeah. it's it's like a 3d face it's, it's yellow i think too because yeah, it used to yellow. have like it, it had like a white beard mm-hmm. to it and it's weird thinking about it like why that was always my stocking as a kid santa claus like i don't know it just was and i just kept it since I, and I'll probably still keep it just cause, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't use it. So I don't know. I might let it go. I get sentimental. So I don't know. So then for me, uh, I had stockings that my mom made. So they would just basically say Gary on them. And she, she did one when I was little and I had that probably to like teenager. And then she updated it with a newer one. And those are basically my two stockings for my forever. Cause we really, yeah. as, as a couple, we really didn't do much stocking stuff. Mm-mm. Um, and I don't even know if I have them. My dad probably has them, but, um, uh, so we do that. 
but this year we got stockings for each other and basically it's just stuff that can fit in a stocking. So that's kind oh, of the, like, I broke the rules the and I bought stuff that doesn't fit in the stocking, but yeah. that's okay. But so we got the stuff that'll fit in the stocking and we're going to put those out probably sometime around Christmas Yeah. when she gets everything and then we'll just do that. So that's kind of our thing we're doing this year. I don't know if we'll keep doing it. It just kind of depends. Every year is different. We never know yeah. where we're going to be, what exactly. we're going to do. This year I decided to not work for the holidays because I don't have to. And we're going to spend a couple weeks at home. This is the first time ever that Nacy's had Christmas off. So mm-hmm. we're just, we don't have any specific plans right now. It's just, we have the day off. We'll find something to do, but we're just going to have fun. Yeah. Uh, most of the time she's either working or uh, working. we're traveling. Yeah. Working or traveling. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it'll be fun. It'll be fun having some free time this year and kind of figure out how that's going to work out. Yeah, Cause last year on Christmas, I was in Tucson. Yep. I remember we got a hotel. Yeah. We got a nice hotel. Yeah. Honestly, surprisingly, because there's no one there because it was Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be really nice to be home and just kind of spend the day together. We haven't even really decided what we're gonna eat. Um, weirdly enough, because it's just Gary and I. And um, in years past, our tradition on Christmas was to eat Chinese food. Well, since my mom passed, yeah. yes. Yeah, that's kind of a new, a new tradition we took on after your mom passed because mm-hmm. it just was easier and right. everybody's adult. Like there's no kids or anything and Chinese food is open and easy to get to. So yeah, that was just kind of the thing we started, but I don't know. We'll see what we're going to make. And then we've got some friends coming after Christmas and we're going to hang out and explore Vegas. Stuff. Yeah. We'll be back on the strip again, which we've honestly avoided like the fire plagues of whatever. <laughs> It, it seemed a little better when we were there the other night, but it's still, it's, the lights aren't on. It's yeah. really weird. In some aspects, yes. There's less construction. There's less, like, barricaded areas, but it's dark as anything. Like, Vegas mm-hmm. is the city of lights, and it was darker than most small towns that we go into during these, right outside strange. of Caesars, actually. So it's like, I don't, uh, anyways, that's that's neither here nor there for this but yeah. vlog. But so, yeah, those that's... are kind of our Christmas traditions. Yeah. If you guys have Christmas traditions, yeah, let's know in the comments. We're always interested to know what other people do, and who knows, like we may add more as the years go, and we just never know what we're doing for Christmas. So yeah, this year's like the first year that we've actually sat down and thought about the holidays because normally it's just like, how do we get to somebody else's house, Mm -hmm. or how do we, we're gonna be working. So this year's definitely different, and I'm excited and looking forward to keeping that going, where we're gonna do some interesting and new stuff every year. Yeah. So we're going to take a short break and we'll come back in a minute with our favorite stays of the year. Ooh, Stay ooh. tuned. So our next section, we're going to talk about the... The next section. We're going to talk about our best stays of the year, 2023. So do you want to start? Sure. Let's see where she goes here. I mean, I think it's probably a given. I think one of my favorite stays was staying at the Swan Reserve which is a Marriott hotel, but also a Disney property. It's one of those partnerships that Disney has with Marriott. And I love Marriott. Um, Hashtag please sponsor me. But 
it it was it's a brand new property when we it opened november of 2022 so when we stayed there this summer it's really only had been open for six months it's a smaller property compared to the swan and dolphin because it's not as big or as expansive but it's literally right across the street from the swan and dolphin so you can still take swan and dolphin transportation which was about a five to seven minute walk from the hotel you could see you can see it um you could see it from our room was Mm -hmm. like how close it was um and you can just take the boats and if you wanted to take the skyliner you just take the boat over to epcot Instead of going into Epcot, you take the Skyliner and you can take that all the way over to Hollywood Studios if you wanted to. You can also use the minivans because it's a Disney property. You can use the minivans to get around. And they did have uh, resort transportation there, but we actually didn't use that um, at all. We didn't use the buses to go to any of the resorts because that day we were only going to Epcot for one day and just kind of enjoying being on property was kind of the goal for that visit but it was a lovely stay they put us in a suite it was probably one of the best suites i've stayed in it was roomy it was spacious my sister came and brought my niece and we had plenty of room for them too mm-hmm. um the food on property was at that particular hotel was wasn't the greatest but we were close enough that we got to go to shula's shula's was fantastic even after they changed the menu and Epcot was really close by as well. And we really enjoyed our time at Epcot. And, uh, we also ended up at the poly, um, during those couple of days and we ate at Ohana. We were busy that trip too, but yeah, that was probably one of my favorite days. Yeah. I gotta say the, the room was nice, very spacious. I love the working area that they had with the, mm. the desk and stuff and the TV. And then we had three TVs in that room guys. <laughs> yeah. Three TVs and the beds were comfortable. Yeah, it was Which a is unusual really comfortable bed. And take it from hotel experts, comfortable beds are rare in, yeah. the, in the world of of hotels. So, And the bathroom was pretty big. We had like a basically like a little door for the toilet sink area so you could have other people share that space. Um, we had a corner room, so we had tons of light yeah. in that room because it was on a corner. Well, I feel like it has a lot of the benefits of staying at a Disney hotel, which is like a Monterey hotel, which is like the Poly Contemporary Grand Floridian. It has those those amenities that you'd like from those, mm-hmm. but it also has the quietness that you don't get at those hotels because the lobbies in those are constantly bustling, especially like the Contemporary. There's a, literally Agreed. a monorail going through it and you get like this quietness to there that definitely echoes into the rooms. Uh, you get decent views of fireworks, not the best on property, I don't think, but they were they were okay. Um, and then just the amenities that it have, other than the food was meh. If you actually went over to the Swan and Dolphin, there was mm-hmm. good food there. Just there wasn't good food at the actual uh, reserve, which was sad, um, but not the worst thing. I do think that it was the best day between the room service, between mm-hmm. the hotel staff, the cleanliness of the hotel, the freshness of the room and the niceness of the room. And then you combine it with just the proximity to Disney. I think that was probably the best day that we had. Yeah, and I think the cool thing, too, was um, I had leveled up in Marriott. And so because of the tier that I am with Marriott, we got a whole six-pack of beers. We got a huge bag of pretzels and beef sticks. Beef jerky, yeah. Yeah, so, like, there was, like, an amenities package that you could choose, and there were, like, six or seven different ones to pick from, and that was the one we picked. It was, like, salty and briny or something i don't know something like that next time we'd probably do the candy and soda but yeah yeah. it was fun it It was was it was a lot of fun the pool was smaller 
but it was chill. They mm-hmm. had cabanas there too. You could yep. rent a cabana yep. if you really wanted to. But again, just from my personal taste, there wasn't anything food wise at that hotel that I liked. So I don't know that if I stayed there again, I would get a cabana because there were plenty of places for us to sit. And there was plenty, like it was easy to get drinks from the bar. The bar, the pool bar was right there. Um, they had live music down at the pool too, which yep. I thought was interesting. Yep. We yep. did have to cut it short because the weather rolled in, but. But that's a Florida issue. That's kind yeah. of an average Florida issue. I loved it. I mean, I, I honestly, uh, to have such a nice staff and such a nice hotel, you mm-hmm. rarely get those combos in the hotel world right now. Most of the time, it's either like one or the other, mm-hmm. and you're just going to be disappointed with one thing or another that's happening. Mm-hmm. But at least with here, it was it was decent. So what was your favorite stay this year? Oh, I think probably one of my uh, more interesting stays would be New York City. I thought that that was a very interesting stay. Oh, the just, hotel in New York City? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trying to get to the room was an experience in itself because uh, at times you couldn't even get on the elevator. Mm-hmm. And then at other times it wouldn't be a problem. Uh, so that was interesting. But I just liked the views. It was kind of interesting being in a big city, being able to see like everything out there. The uh, rooftop bar. We were, yeah, we were right next to the Lincoln Tunnel. Uh, so if you want to just to give you an idea of where it is, not that doesn't make it great, but that's just yeah. where it was located. Um, and it was like all it was pretty close to a lot of the stuff that we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. The hotel staff was typical New Yorkers, but the guy who was doing the car service as well as like taking your bags into the room yeah. and stuff, the bellhop, he was fantastic. They were fantastic. Yeah. And we ended up getting a driver uh, for our second day there. Mm-hmm. I think we paid like four or five hundred dollars for eight hours yeah wasn't bad at all and we were in an suv like he, he everything took us to. everywhere we needed to go yep and i think that was the best way to see the city because um he knew what we were talking about when we were like hey we want to go here like he knew what we except for tiffany's tiffany and that was only because there's multiple tiffany's locations and we did kind of have to like drive right. around for a quick second to find it Unfortunately, I didn't 100% know where it was either, so there was that, but uh, we got to go see the Ghostbusters Firehouse. Yeah, and the library. We Yep, we saw the New York Public Library, which I, I we've talked about going back to New York City mm-hmm. um, since that trip, and I, I definitely think we would go back for maybe like 24, 48 hours and just go hit up a couple other pl- places, maybe find another, find a restaurant that we want. Um, since we won't have anybody else dictating food, because that can make it hard when you're with a group and, and people want to eat certain things. Um, so, well, one of the things too is we got to find out when the firehouse is actually open. So yeah, if anybody knows, let us know in those comments how we find that out. I mean, we've been watching and stuff, but it's kind of hard to predict when they're going to open the firehouse. Because mm-hmm. it is a working firehouse, mm-hmm. and um, I think they just open it up randomly on certain days, and you just kind of got to be lucky and show yeah. up when when they open. But Tiffany's was fun. I enjoyed going to Tiffany's a lot. And I have an obsession. But it was fun. And uh, Rockefeller Center, we got to see the opening of FAO Schwartz. Which I didn't even know there was I one. Didn't, yeah. never, we watched tons of videos of FAO Schwartz and no one puts it. So if you want to check out the actual official opening for the store, it's very Disney-esque. Yeah. Check it out in our comments. Like We weren't even sure 100% awesome. what was going on. And I was right. like, what's happening? And then we're like, oh, they're opening the store. Ooh. We're like, ah. 
And yeah. then FAO Shorts in and of itself is a really cool, cool toy cool. store. Yeah. yeah. It, there's a lot going on in there. And I like the fact that they have their own merchandise. Yeah. Like it's, it's not, not just stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's not just here's Mattel and, and Hasbro. And I'm like, what are the other brands of toys? Um, but yeah, it was really cool. We got to see the piano that you can play with your feet. We didn't, we didn't do it, but, uh, they do have the big giant piano in FAO Schwartz. Yeah. From big as well as the night before. Yeah. Yeah. So that was cool. And I told him I would love to go back at Christmas time and see the big tree in Rockefeller center and the ice skating and, obviously not christmas week um i don't i don't need it that bad like i don't need to be in the season Mm -hmm. but to go back at some point in december after the tree goes up just to see you know the ice skating rink and maybe go up to um the empire state building and go to the top up there and go see the rockets maybe that's i think that's a quintessential christmas uh christmas new york city thing yeah um, I think maybe going to see like elf film locations would be fun too. That would be an interesting trip. Find the world's best coffee. Yeah. You did it. Congratulations. World's best coffee. Probably like, shut up. Go away. We get this too much. <laughs> but yeah, so that was probably, it was up there. I think Swan and Dolphin's still number one for me as well, but I think that was probably second. And then the other stuff that we stopped at too from the Minnewaska hotel was really neat. Yeah. Um, nice. It kind of stunk that it didn't have an elevator or anything, so it was kind of difficult really, to get the luggage up. It was in a up. beautiful location, but it was yeah, right next to the side of that mountain. Just the the looks, the trails. If you're a hiker or a rock climber, definitely definitely. Cooperstown, check that out. the hotel we stayed at in Cooperstown, while well, the hotel itself sucked, was not good. The location, it was right off of this lake, and it was a gorgeous view. So as long as you weren't in your room, it was fine. Inside, everything kind of smelled a little, not a little, smelled a lot like mildew. Uh, But it was, it was an interesting trip for sure. And the weird thing is like when we're picking our two tops for this year, there's so many places we went to. We had so many decisions to make. Now, don't get me wrong. Some of them are bad. Like we could go through the worst and we're not going to uh, like, you know room service people trying to steal stuff from your room and stuff we've seen everything this year uh and we were just kind of like what are our best and i think those are kind of topping the list i think the marriott that we stayed at it was the marriott over at disneyland yeah that one was good too yep we stayed there for sweethearts night Mm -hmm. and we had a corner room for that stay we ordered room service the bar was great and i have to Mm -hmm. say the swan reserve the Swan Reserve, very much like the Marriott at Disneyland. Yep. Like they were, you could tell they were sisters. Not identical, but like sister. Like, yeah. So uh, if you're in Disneyland and you're looking for a great place to stay, that's definitely one of the places I recommend. And if you're at Disney World, I recommend the Swan Reserve. I mean, I think they, they both do a great job of service and just what you expect. Also, having a concierge level as well. Yeah. Um, the Marriott had the concierge Concierge. level. It's something too with that at the hotel. If you're in uh, Anaheim and you just want to go see fireworks and you don't want to go on Disney property, uh, you can go to the top bar uh, at mm-hmm. the Marriott in Disneyland and it's spectacular views of mm-hmm. the fireworks. So on all of them from DCA to Disneyland, you can see both. 
And I am a sucker for concierge level. I'm, I'm just, I am I'm a sucker for concierge. Because I never, and then you don't have to think about getting drinks or snacks for the room. You literally, like, when it's open, you go in there, you hoard all the snacks, you take them back to your room. Some, most of them do like a, like an hors d'oeuvre kind of hour thing. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, going looking back at Orlando, I think us going to try the new Drury Inn, I think that'll be interesting. For sure, because they oh, kind yeah, of right give everybody concierge just, level. Well, that was right across the street from the one we just stayed at, and that Hilton was just a turd. It was a turd um, bucket. It was under construction. They charged three fifty to do your laundry a load oh, for God, washing, yeah. and then three fifty for drying. That's one of the most $7. expensive. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like at that point, just go to a laundromat and have them do it, and it would be cheaper. Yeah. Um, everything was under construction. We didn't have water one day. We didn't have internet for half the stay. <laughs> um, it was just, it was, it was not uh, a good stay. Yeah. Like, like Gary said, we've seen a lot this year. Yeah. We've experienced a lot this year. Uh, I mean, I had a lovely flight that was full of farts this year yeah. where I thought I was literally going to die on that flight. I was so sick to my stomach and yeah, it was, that was interesting. So we've seen a lot. And we're looking forward to to 2024 bringing even more craziness. It's going to be, I'm excited for 2024. I think it's going to be a whole new chapter for us. Uh, You know, we are, we're never, we never stay the same and we're never in the same place for too long. We're always looking for what's home for us. And we're, we're lucky enough that we, have the opportunity to pack up our life and move and go other places. I think, I think we're lucky that we can do that and it affords us the chance to experience new things, go to new places and just try to be different. So next year there's going to be a lot of that. Yeah. So stay tuned. Uh, Awkward chats will be coming back next year. Yeah. And we talk about all of our fancy adventures, the craziness. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to sit down and start a whole new year, start a whole new chapter in this book. So if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like this video. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. And ring that notification bell so you get notified when we do at least three videos a week. And we will come and get you guys for the next one. Ain't that the truth, baby Ruth? And to those listening on the podcast, thank you for listening. Uh, happy holidays. Hope to see you next year. And I hope your year is as good as ours. Yes. See you next time. Happy, happy holidays and happy new year. I hope you guys have a wonderful, blessed 2024.